We're still feeling the impact of COVID-19. If you're near retirement, you may be feeling even more unsettled than most. On today's show, we'll offer some tips on how to retire well during difficult times. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. And just want to mention the Retirement Referee. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. Now, Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Good weekend to you, Steve. How are you today? I am well, Teresa. How is everything going with you? Everything is great. Everything's great. You know, spring's here, some, lots of stuff to look forward to with the good weather, things opening up, um, all trying to stay positive. That That's important. It, it was great to go out and, and meet some of the fans uh, oh, the yes. last couple of weeks at the, at the event. So um, to any of you that are listening today, thanks for coming and mm-hmm. um We'll keep you posted as we do more events. That's right. That's right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I get a chance to meet Steve, and and and, and so great. Well, we've got some tips for avoiding or overcoming some common retirement mistakes in this challenging financial environment, or really at any time. It's, it's good advice no matter when. Um, first one: don't retire too soon. Well, this is uh, you know very common now, right, with the pandemic and a lot of people having lost their job. It the don't retire too soon uh, in the context of sometimes we think we're, we're ready to retire or we overvalue how much we've saved. And so we're going to talk about that in a second. But a lot of times we, we enter retirement this way, not on our own volition, but because the company tells us it's time that we have to retire. Uh-huh. And so you get laid off or you get furloughed and maybe you weren't ready to retire. Um, so just because you're not ready to retire doesn't mean you should just give up your job search. I mean, maybe you you won't find something doing exactly what you're doing, but you could still find something that you, you deem rewarding that, that actually pays you. And what that does is it allows you to push back, um, claiming social security or tapping into your savings. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is the way our savings last is by having some money invested for growth and giving that money time to grow. So if you tap into too much of your savings up front, then you don't have enough growing for you. And where that impacts you is not today or tomorrow. It impacts you 10 years down the road when you're in your 70s and all of a sudden your money becomes much tighter because you've you've exhausted all of your savings. Right. And that's no fun worrying about you know money later on. Definitely not. So um, also delay claiming Social Security for as long as possible. So, yeah. So again, going back to that situation, if you get laid off or you get furloughed and you're um, 62 or older, you're going to be tempted to start Social Security benefits. Um, but for most people, starting starting benefits early is a mistake. And we've talked about on previous episodes about the two hurdles, the financial hurdle and the health hurdle. Right. So if you can't financially make it without collecting Social Security and you've tried looking for part time work and you've tried other things, um, then you're going to have to go ahead and collect it. Um, that would be, you wouldn't clear the financial hurdle. If you are not healthy, um, and you have something that shortens your life expectancy and you don't have a spouse that's dependent on your social security, then you might also want to start social security early. Uh, to the extent you can find another source, it's usually better because for every, every month that you start social security before your full retirement, you lose five twelfths of 1%. So what happens is you end up having about a 25% lower social security if you start at 62 and you can't go back and change your mind. Um, you have 12 months to change your mind. So if you started collecting and then at, at 62 and then at 64, you found a job that paid you say $50,000. Well, for every $2 that you earn over 18,950, you lose a dollar of the social security. 
So you basically work yourself out of that benefit. So you're not even collecting the social security from those years that you're working. Um, and you can't go back and undo it. So, um, it's not, it's not a decision that you want to make, um, without putting thought into. Yeah. And another one you don't want to do without putting thought is to make hasty investment decisions. Yeah, no. And that this is, um, you know, this is very relevant right now. I mean, it's easy to think when the market is, is going up, you can have two thoughts, right? So there's two, there's two emotions with people's money, right? There's fear and there's greed. Mm -hmm. And so when you see the market going up, some people will have the attitude of, well, I'm missing out, right? And I need to get in. And so that's actually greed dictating your investment strategy, which is never really a good thing. Right. Right. The other thing too, that the other motivator is fear, right? So now you look at your money and you say, well, it's, it's gone up more than I thought it would go up. Let me, let me take, let me take it out of the market. It can't keep going. It's going to crash. And then it keeps going and you miss out because you missed out on those potential gains. And if it's, what would be nice is if you knew, all right, this is money that I'm not spending in the next five years. And it, yes, it's up, but I'm comfortable leaving it in there because I know I'm not spending it tomorrow. If you have money that's appreciated that you think is going to be spent over the next year or two years, then absolutely, when the market's up like this, it's a good time to take just that money out of the market. But in uh, what, what happens too often is people are worried about a crash and they try and time the market. And timing the market is never a good thing. So how do you counteract that? Well, you need to have a plan. Instead of focusing on fear or greed, um, you work with an advisor who's going to actually segment your assets based on when you're going to use them. We call that the bucket approach or time segmentation. And we'll show you how much you need to have um, set aside for safety, how much you need to have set aside for growth, and how much you need to set aside for income. And we can break it down into one simple, one simple page um, showing you that. So uh, that's really the benefit of working with someone like you know, lower wealth solutions or someone who does retirement distribution planning. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And to get in touch with Steve. Also the next one on our list is don't ignore planning for medical expenses. Yeah. So people just think, Oh, well I'm healthy now. I don't spend a lot on medicine. Uh, I'm going to stay healthy my whole life. Well, that doesn't, we know, we all know that doesn't happen. Right. right. So, um, if you're under 65, um, you have a gap until Medicare kicks in. So Medicare will cover most, most things. I mean, you'll have, um, obviously some premiums and there's some things that are not covered by Medicare, but what if you had just, what if you were reliant on your employer and now, um, you have Cobra, which is, which allows you to extend your coverage, but that typically, um, will only last about 18 months. And so now then you're looking at something like the exchange and paying for health insurance and how do you even select the right type of plan for you? Um, so you really need to pay attention to things like plan formularies and seeing what's covered on those plans. And it can be a lot more expensive than what you were paying at work because a lot of times your employer is subsidizing those medical expenses, um, meaning your health insurance. So, um, that's, you know, usually one of the people, people who get laid off, that's a lot of times that's their biggest fear is how are they going to pay for the health insurance? And so um, on top of it being a financial stressor, it also can affect you physically and mentally by causing you to worry and lose sleep at night. Yeah, it's a, it's a vicious circle. It, it really is. And you really do need to have, have that because you just, you just don't know. You don't know. But most important is don't give up. Yeah, no, I, I can hear uh, Jimmy V in my head saying that speech at the ESPYs, don't give up, don't ever give up. But <clears throat> it's hard sometimes when life throws you a curveball to, to you know, see the, see the forest through the trees, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, and realize, you know what, there, there's an ha there is a happy ending. There is a, there is a way that I can get back on track. And by ha by working with a financial advisor and putting together a plan and having having a plan in place when life throws you a curveball you can see what that impact of that curveball is and knowing it 
actually reduces stress and reduces anxiety. Why? Because the unknown is like the, like when you're a little kid, the monster under the bed, right? The boogeyman. Uh-huh. Because you make it out to you, you make it out in your head to be much worse than it is because you don't know. And then it becomes too intimidating or frustrating to even tackle. And then you end up, it ends up spiraling into other problems in life because then you become, you might feel depression. You might, you might, uh, let yourself get out of shape. You might sit around and watch TV all day. So having a plan and creating a strategy, um, when facts on the ground change to adjust your, your facts, um, and to adjust your plan makes sense. I'll give you a completely unrelated example. So every morning I I go out for a, a, a jog. Right. And so I jog on the same path and the area I live in, in Florida, we have a lot of these um, wooden paths that go through the woods. Uh And I usually go out before sunrise. So I I jog the same route pretty much every morning. So about a month ago, I'm jogging and on the path, I see this big animal on the path. And I thought, that's weird. There's a a dog out without the owner. It must have got off the leash. As I got closer, I saw a a big, long tail. (laughs) And then I noticed it looked like a giant house cat. Well, it was a, it was a bobcat sitting on the trail. Ooh. And so I slowed down to a crawl and <laughs> then it luckily it jumped off the trail and I, I ran, <laughs> ran out of that trail as fast as I possibly could. <laughs> and so now I stay on the sidewalk where all I see is maybe an occasional armadillo or maybe a deer. But <laughs> I, I, if, if I'm out before sunrise, I don't go through those trails because I, I don't know if the bobcat would have attacked me or not. But I don't want to find out. So right, uh, and so that's you know, uh, you know. So you make adjustments when the facts change. So when you lose the job, the job in this case would be like the bobcat, right? So you have to. You, you don't want to lose the job, but just like I didn't want to see a bobcat on my run, but once it once it happens, you have to you have to make adjustments and, and find a different way to go around it. You don't want to. You don't want to just focus on the fact that you lost your job and let it, let it control your next six months or next year. Does that make sense? It it does. It does make sense. I know a lot of people out there would really, you know, would love to talk to you. And I know you've got that offer for the folks out there right now. Yeah, we do, Teresa. And for, you know, what we, what we do is we do comprehensive retirement distribution planning. And so we're going to look at your goals. We're going to look at your situation. We're going to assess where you are right now. And we're going to be there by doing ongoing review and, and looking at changes in your circumstances. And we're also going to forecast potential changes in your circumstances. Like certainly medical expenses is a foreseeable risk. And so it starts with a plan and we're going to offer the next 15 callers that, that ability to put together a plan and ultimately the ability to work with us. Um, absolutely free for the first 15 callers. We're going to, we're going to put together that plan. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk. Instead of a financial double talk and a sales pitch, you might get somewhere else. You know, folks, you just need to sit down with a financial advisor and get a financial roadmap put together. And Steve's got to translate that complex financial world into something that just makes sense. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's on the way next, Steve? Saving for retirement can be a little overwhelming at times. Then when it's actually time to retire, it can get even more confusing. We'll attempt to clear it up when we come right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve's the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Steve's got over two decades of experience, folks. He's a fiduciary. And that means he's looking out for your best interests, not somebody else's. He's not trying to push a product or earn a commission. He, he wants to sit there and listen to what your concerns are, what your plans are for the future. Maybe you don't have a plan put in place. He's there to help you get that and get financial peace of mind when it comes to retirement. So right now, we're going to break down some things you want to avoid as you get ready to call it a career and hit the links. Some common sense advice as you enter retirement. First one, we just mentioned this, uh, biggest mistake, not having a plan. 
That's scary. A plan in your head, Teresa, is not a plan. A <laughs> no. real plan covers maintaining your lifestyle, your income streams, and where they come from. So if we think about that, just in the context, a lot of times where we, we get, as a consumer, we get inundated with financial services ads um, telling us we need to save for retirement. We have to save for retirement. And we don't really see too many ads saying how we're going to create a plan to spend our money. Why? Because the financial services companies want you to give them the money, but they don't necessarily want to give it back to you. So they're marketing to the people who are saving and not necessarily marketing to the people who are um, distributing. Mm -hmm. And so a retirement distribution planner is a completely different skill set than um, saving for retirement. And it's actually much more vital uh, than, than a person who's helping you save for retirement. Because when you're saving for retirement, you have the benefit of time on your side, right? So if you make a mistake, time kind of heals all wounds because if you pick a bad investment, if you give it enough time, a lot of times it will go back up. Um, when you're in retirement, making those mistakes impact you a lot. And you need to really have a plan on how to best distribute your assets. And you need to revisit that plan on an ongoing basis with your advisor. Yep, definitely. And uh, something, this next one, we would like to, but we really can't, forgetting about taxes. Yeah, no, I think everyone would love to forget about taxes. <laughs> Um, we talk about taxes almost every week. So um, it's usually one of the bigger concerns and, you know, it being um, close to the extended tax filing deadline that we got, um, you know, it's, it's definitely on the radar again right now for a lot of people. So tax planning and retirement is actually just as critical because for a lot of us outside of our home, our biggest asset is our 401k. And for most of us, we've put that money in pre-tax meaning it's come out of our paycheck before taxes. So guess what? When the money comes out, we have to pay income tax on the whole thing. And so um, some, some companies do offer Roth 401ks, but those are still fairly new. So chances are, if you've been contributing to a 401k for several years, you have a, a pretty large size um, pre-tax balance. And because our tax brackets are progressive, um, the more money you take out in any one year, the higher percentage tax you potentially pay. So if you jump from uh, a 12% bracket to a 22% bracket, your beneficiary in that to the, to the tune of 10 cents on the dollar extra is Uncle Sam. And so one of the things that you, you, know, you hear, and there's no silver bullet in, in terms of saving for taxes, but you might hear people talk about converting some of their uh, pre-tax assets to Roth. And that can be good if you have enough liquidity and it's money that you know you're not going to use until the latter part of your retirement. You don't want to convert money that you're going to be spending in the next five years because it defeats the whole purpose. Each conversion is going to have a five-year clock to get the tax-free treatment, number one. And number two, if you're converting, the whole benefit of converting to the Roth is to get uh, the tax-free growth. And in order to get the tax-free growth, you want to really give it 10 to 15 years at least, um, if not longer. And so you don't want to put money in or do a Roth conversion with money that you're going to spend in the first 15 years of retirement, just kind of as a general rule. Okay. Okay. Next up, those pesky financial termites. <laughs> and, you know, Teresa, we talk about this almost every week as well, but this is, you know, really the heart of, of what a, a fiduciary is going to do for you, especially a, a fee-only planner like myself. Mm -hmm. The, the fees and the commissions are what really zap your, your return. And um, I think, you know, we've mentioned this several times before, but one of the things that we do that our clients find the most eye-opening is we actually will we'll go through and show them every single investment that they have and what the percentage fee is that they've been quoted in their the prospectuses that they don't read and what that actually amounts to in dollars. And so I... Uh, did a plan for someone about six months ago who had um, received some assets from a divorce. She had a, a wealthy spouse and she had gotten a, a, a sizable account. When, when I showed her and she said, oh, I just left it in the way um, with the person that my spouse had used. When I showed her what she was paying in dollars, she was paying $190,000 a year to the person. Oh my and she God, said, wow. And she said... She's, she, you know, he's nice. He, I, I see him once a year. He comes to visit. 
I said, is it worth $190,000? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and she said, no, probably not. But, but he's nice. And, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And so, you know, it, some of these numbers are, are pretty eye popping when you, when you, when you, when you work it out. And so, um, you know, you want to be, you want to be cognizant of fees because that, that really does add up over time. And so when you, you know, when you quote something in a percentage, it doesn't seem like a lot, but if it's, if it's 2% of 7 million, that's a lot of money. Right. Mm. And so <clears throat> that's, that's what you want to, you want to be cognizant of. And that's what we do. Um, and, you know, as we, as we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you know, when we put together your plan, that's one of the things that will be included in your plan. So if you were one of those 15 callers that called in, um, that's included in the plan. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I'd be nice to you too for around two hundred grand a year. Yeah, not, not a bad deal, not a bad deal. But no, you definitely don't want that. Also, tapping savings before retirement. Yeah, no, emergencies happen. Obviously, there's no doubt about that. But people sometimes pull out money from their retirement accounts when it's absolutely uh, not necessary to do. So ideally, you you want to always keep a little bit of cash on hand, and you know we've talked about that several times. I mean, I, that's kind of my my catchphrase at this point is that you always want to make decisions from a position of strength. So you want to keep some cash in the bank, but you also have to use common sense, right? If you're pulling out, say you need $10,000 and you have 20,000 in the bank, you don't want to pull 10,000 out of your retirement account where you're going to have to pay taxes on it when you could have just pulled it out of your savings where you're earning one tenth of a percent in interest Mm -hmm. and wouldn't have paid any taxes. So, um, you know, so that's one, one issue of it. And then also whenever you take out money from your retirement, that's less money that you have growing for your future. So, um, if you're taking out money for a frivolous expense or something that you don't really need, um, you know, something that's not improving your lifestyle or it's just, you know, a a luxury item, like a, you know, a, a nicer car or, um, things of that nature it's probably not worth it to, to tap into your retirement for those types of things. Right, right. Well, but like you said, but emergencies do happen. And we did see that, you know, last year and they continuing with the pandemic. So something to keep in mind. Also taking on too much or not enough investment risk. So let's start with too much investment risk. Um, where we see this is is right now, right? With with the Bitcoin and these these e currencies, the digital currencies, uh, the blockchain, all of that type of stuff. Um, whenever there is something that goes up a ton, people want more and more of it, right? And so the problem is, is we don't know what it's actually. And no one, if you watch any kind of financial expert, no one will tell you that they under, they know a hundred percent the value of of this uh, of these blockchain. Um, things like Bitcoin and um, Dogecoin and, and things of that nature. So you have people going and putting a substantial or a significant amount of their life savings into, into something that they don't really fully understand. And we saw this um, in the financial crisis, but we saw it with smart people, the, the investment bankers who were loading up on, on products Um, that they didn't really understand. And that caused the whole financial crisis. If you look at the stock market crash of 1929, people were investing 10 cents and borrowing 90 cents into stocks and they didn't fully understand the risk. Um, And I think there's, there's something to be said about that right now with what, with what's going on with Bitcoin. Um, So that would be an example of taking too much risk in terms of the, the much larger risk or the one that we see more often for sure, is the not taking enough risk. So there's a trade-off for safety. So when you're when you're looking at something from a safety standpoint, right, and you're saying, um, I don't want to lose my money. Oh, that's great that you don't want to lose your money, but you're really losing your money by not losing your money. Because if you're putting your money at a, a tenth of a percent or a twentieth of a percent in something that's safe, and inflation since World War II has averaged 3.42%, your, your purchasing power is slowly eroding. So money that you're going to spend in the near term, I absolutely think you should keep safe. But money that is longer term, you need to be invested 
in, in stocks or something that's going to grow or keep at, at the very least keep, keep pace with inflation. Right, right. And that's something that you do go over with your clients. You you take them through all the different aspects and, and come up with a great plan. And I know that um, you want to offer that to the listeners out there. Yeah, no. And, and so we want to we want to give you a roadmap and basically show you um, if you retire now, here's what your income and assets will support in terms of purchasing power. Now, purchasing power is different than spending. Purchasing power is factoring in taxes and inflation. And so, you know, you might find that you need to work a little bit longer. You might find, surprisingly, that you could actually retire sooner than you thought. And so wouldn't it be nice to know one way or the other? And so that's what we're, we're offering people. And we still have uh, 10 spots available for anyone who wants to call in. And we're going to put together a comprehensive retirement distribution plan. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995 to get in touch with Steve. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want, folks. There's no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of those high fees or commissions we mentioned, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve right now, 800 705 9995 and uh, you know Steve is an advisor you can trust with over two decades of experience let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you again that number 800-705-9995 what's up next Steve so remember when you were a kid doing kid things and your mom and dad would come around the corner and for me it was my dad he would say grow up Well, that happens, uh, and just like that in retirement when it's around the corner, when we come back, we're going to do a checklist on how to retire as a real grown-up. And you are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. You can also check out his website, laurelwealthsolutions.com. And he is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the eastern seaboard. You know, you see this all the time. There's different infomercials at night. You fall asleep on the couch, and they're they're still playing. Uh, There's no fountain of youth, despite what the late-night infomercials say. Reality is we're getting closer to retirement and we need to be ready. We've got a checklist that can help you plan to retire like an adult, as we've been mentioning. First one is you know how much retirement income you will have. Yeah, so this is uh, this is number one. You mean those, just to, just to be clear, you mean those night creams that they advertise? They don't make they don't make me look thirty years younger. <laughs> Oh, do you want to look about 10, Steve? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're a kid again. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, so, no darn it. Darn it, they don't. Uh, uh, so, it, yeah, no, it, does, it does you no good to hide the truth when it comes to your retirement income. Right. You need to know how much you're going to have and what are the sources. And you want to look at the guaranteed sources. So let's start with that. The first one, the, the main guaranteed sources is Social Security. So how much are you getting from your Social Security? And so obviously I meet with people every day who retire at very different points. A lot of my clients are work for the federal government and they might retire sometimes at 51 or 52 years old. And so they'll have a social security statement that's quoting them a value at 67 years old. That's completely inaccurate because that value on the social security statement is banking on them continuing to work till they're 67 years old. So you want to work with an advisor who's actually using accurate data on your social security, meaning that, so we all know the second page of our social security where it tells us on the statement, what we get at 62, what we get at full retirement and what we get at 70. But what you actually want to look like if look at if you're retiring early in particular is that page three, where it shows your earnings record, because if you're stopping early, you want to make sure that you're projecting the correct, the correct number. The second source of guaranteed income that some of us have mentioned. Now, some pensions will have an inflation feature, some won't. Um, some pensions will will pay on two lives. Some will pay a percentage to the second person. Some will pay nothing to the second person. So um, if you're married, of course. 
And so, you know, understanding your pension and what you're actually going to get is pretty important. And then an annuity. So if you have um, an annuity, it's sort of like a private pension stream that you can set up. Now, there's thousands of different flavors of annuities. How do you know which one is right for you? Um, and then some people will retire and then they'll do something else. They'll start a whole new chapter of their life. And, um, you know, I have clients that have retired and will work part time and they they like arts and crafts and they make things and sell them on Etsy. And, um, you know, that's just a kind of a typical example of some something where you're maybe you were working a high stress job and now you just want to do something you like to do. And if you can get paid doing it. Um, great. And so crucially, you want to really know how much um, you need to withdraw from your savings every month is what it boils down to. And we call that the cash burn. And you want to have you want to work with an advisor who's getting an accurate reading on what you're actually burning in cash every month so you can make good decisions. Yeah, that that's important. Definitely important. Also to your retirement expenses remain below your income. Yeah, well, that's, you know, kind of uh, saving 101, right? Don't spend what you don't have. Right. Um, <clears throat> or not to pick on my dad again, but, you know, you can't draw blood from a stone is what my dad likes to say. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the most important rule in personal finance is obviously spend less than what you, you earn. And that, that applies to retirement as well. And, and you know, so it, in, even if it's um, more important for you to go on, say, a trip that you've been planning, you have to adjust your your picture to, so if you are going to spend more in one year, so say you're, you had a 50th anniversary coming up and you're going to do a cruise with the whole family and you're going to spend a lot more on that and it's money that you don't necessarily have right now. You need to think about that in the context of your plan and make adjustments to your spending elsewhere to offset that larger expense that you have in that one, that one kind of one-off expense. And so that's what, what planning does. It's not telling you, you can't necessarily do things. It's saying, well, if you do that, here's the other levers that you have to pull to get you back to normal. And so, um, you know, there's no, there's no real, um, trick to it per se. It's basically tracking your spending, making, making decisions based on accurate data and then, and then making adjustments as needed. So it's, you know, monitoring your spending, tracking your spending, planning for, for outsized goals and, and making adjustments accordingly and then doing review. And so that would be how you remain below your income in retirement. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995 is the way to get in touch with Steve. Uh, even better, you have guaranteed lifetime income to cover basic expenses. Nobody wants to be worrying about money when you're getting later in life. So that's definitely important. Yeah, no. And so sometimes we think we have guaranteed lifetime income to cover expenses and we don't, right? So uh, going back to the example with the pension, right? If you have a pension that covers more than enough now, but it doesn't have any kind of inflation adjustment to it. And what, what you're going to find is you're going to have, you're going to be able to spend less and less in retirement. So it's important to, um, to recognize that and be cognizant of it. And it, it might make sense to set up something uh, that's, you know, a deferred income source that you could defer for say five or 10 years that would kick in and produce you an additional income later on, which will offset the increases in expenses that you, you feel from inflation. And so again, all of this stuff is done in the context of a plan. So there's no one catch all solution. It's about finding the products that fit for you. And, and, you know, we, we offer that in, in the form of our plans and, you know, we're, we're going to make that available to the next five callers who call in. And so that's, um, you know, that's one of the things that we would do in that plan. And we're going to also look at other things, right? Um, we're going to look at debt. We're going to look at inflation. And so, you know, if we, if we look at that and we say your debt, um, is your debt bad? And we talked about this a lot uh, in previous broadcasts about the mortgage, right? So a lot we've been drilled in our head that we want to retire debt-free. And let me tell you, retiring debt-free is wonderful, but so you want to, you certainly want to retire with no bad debts. What are bad debts, right? Um, 
we want to retire with no credit cards. If you have student loans, like a parent plus loan or something like that, that you took out when your kids were in college and you have eight or 9% interest on it, that's not a loan you really want to carry into retirement. If you have a 3% mortgage, that could be okay. And so um, what we what we found by looking at the numbers is that a lot of baby boomers who are retiring right now are carrying a, a pretty significant amount of debt into retirement. And so one of the things that a plan does in starting the planning process in what we call the kind of the retirement red zone or the window before retirement uh, is that you can make adjustments and course corrections before you retire. And you can start to get rid of that debt before you retire. Now, if you haven't done that and you've already retired, uh, then you, you need to be more diligent with your savings because you want to you want to try and pay off that debt as fast as possible, because uh, especially if it's at eight, eight percent or more, um, that really eats into your overall in, in investment returns. And so you couple that now with costs and inflation. And what's the one that we all feel right now, Teresa, is gas, right? Oh, yes. Yep. So yep. Uh, the inflation survey was recently released. Gas prices are up 23% year over year. So, um, you know, that's a silent tax, so to speak. You know, so um, if you're not planning for inflation, and that's just one one particular thing, but inflation more broadly has, has gone up um, almost double what it's been for the last couple of years. So, um, you know, you have to be planning for these things. And you know, you do that inside the context of a plan. And so having a plan allows you to not just deal with those risks, but it's also allowing you to identify other potential risks. And so when you are able to identify those potential risks, you, you then feel a lot more confident about, about your future, right? And isn't that the whole goal of planning is to have that confidence? And that's what we're going to put together for the next five callers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to take, you take everybody through everything. I, I know people who do have to work when they're in their seventies, you know, and, and, and because they have to, it's a necessity for them. So, I mean, it's, it's one thing like you say, mention you want to make something and put it on Etsy and have fun with it. That's one thing, but you don't want to have to work into retirement. You want to have a solid plan in place, make sure you've got that guaranteed income. And, and, and Steve, and you do that with all your clients you have in your office. And I know you're going to uh, offer that plan to uh, the next couple of callers. We've got some spots. Available. Yeah, we still have five more mm-hmm. five more spots left, and you know we're going to teach you how to be responsible with your investment savings. We're going to teach you how to um, identify your goals and actually write them out. Because one of the things that you don't, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show, but a lot of people don't do is they don't craft a well defined goal. And if you have that well defined goal, you're going to be able to put together a, a reasonable cost projection. Now. Putting a cost projection together is one thing, but you need to have a a mechanism or a system in place on how to measure it and how to track it. And you need someone who's guiding you. And that's what we're doing for the next five callers. We're going to do that absolutely free. We're going to give you that initial guidance, and then you're going to have an opportunity to work with us going forward. So, um, you know, if that's something that's of interest, please, please uh, give us a call. All right, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. First step is to sit down with a financial advisor. Something we're talking about today resonates with you, whether it's tax planning, it's Social Security, health care, or just that overall big picture. Give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion or you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, and maybe you don't have a plan put in place. That That's definitely something that Steve can help you out with. Take the stress out of planning for your future. Again, 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Our last segment is on the way. What's coming up? It's time for, for questions from our listeners. That and more right after this. Good Sunday morning to you out there. You are listening to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. 
He's also a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. Time now for a fun segment. We have listener questions. First up is Bob in Marion Oaks. He says, I'm a little bit torn about how to approach my retirement planning. On one hand, I want to really understand all the details about my plan, but I've talked to a couple of financial advisors who act like I should just let them handle all the details. Am I being a, a control freak by wanting to know everything that's going on? Absolutely not, Bob. You should know everything that's going on. Uh, you want to be able to, and I don't know if you have kids, Bob, or not, but the, the test I always tell my clients is when you walk out of here, I want you to understand everything so that if you if your adult daughter or adult son asks you a question about why you own what you own, you can explain it to them in a clear and cohesive manner. And so a lot of times people will end up buying something like an annuity and then they end up getting frustrated because they can't explain why they have it or what it's supposed to do. Um, and that's not the client's fault. That's the advisor's fault. So you should always own, you should always know hundred percent why you own everything you own and how it works in terms of your plan and what it's accomplishing for you. And so you want to definitely get under the hood of your financial plan and understand every aspect of it. And you want to, you want to take, um, the time and you want an advisor who's going to take the time to answer your questions and ex explain things to you. It's a red flag when you ask an, an advisor a question in say an email and they get back to you with a phone call with a nondescript answer like that. I'm on it. Don't worry. I handle that. Um, well, great. How do you handle it? Why, why are you not responding to my email? Um, maybe there's details that they don't want you to know. And so, you want someone who's going to be very, very accurate with with the details of what you own and, and be able to explain to you why you own it and make sure that you understand exactly how the product works and, and why you own it. Okay. All right. Next up is Rory in Gramsville. My financial advisor has never spent any time looking at my tax return or asking questions about my tax situation. Likewise, my tax preparer has never asked anything about my investments. It seems to me that there should there would be some overlap between the two, but maybe I'm wrong. Do you see any red flags here? Well, there, there could be a little bit of a red flag. I mean, certainly your advisor should be familiar with your tax situation and should be asking you things about your your income and your sources of income and um, and the assets that you have. So that to me is definitely a red flag uh, that you haven't, he hasn't asked any questions about your tax situation because the tax situation is so critical to planning um, from a financial standpoint. From the accountant standpoint, I mean, I'm not an accountant, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn in terms of what they, what they should know about your investments, but certainly um, your, your, Tax, your tax accountant shouldn't be giving you advice on selling stocks or in investments. Um, but what they should be aware of is the types of investments that you own and, and what qualifies for long-term capital gains in terms of the tax reporting. There should be a dialogue between your advisor and the tax preparer. But in terms of the tax preparing, preparer asking questions about your investments, I can't speak to that. But that's a great question, Rory. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Next up is Wanda in Lowell. The more I listen to your show and learn about the many different financial tools that exist, the more I dislike my 401k and the limited investment choices that I have. Is there anything I could do to broaden my options or am I just stuck with what's on their menu? I'm 58 and I plan to retire in three years. Great question, Wanda. Um, unfortunately, for a lot, a lot of the times you are stuck in that plan while you're still working. Uh, you mentioned that you're 58. Some plans, and a lot of plans now actually, will allow you at 59 and a half to take the balance and roll it over into an IRA while you're still working. Uh, the problem with employer plans is a lot of times they'll they'll just pick, you know, five or ten choices, um, or sometimes they'll have, you know, if it's a smaller company, they might just have one fund company. And they're billing the expenses of the plan to the participants, meaning they're building in the cost. Um, of maintaining that plan to you, the employee, and you're seeing it, um, you don't necessarily see it on your statement, but it gets deducted from your returns. And so I would agree with you. There are a lot of, there are a lot of different tools out there. The 401k itself is not the problem. Um, the 401k is a type of account. And so 
it's allowing you to defer more of your income. And if you have a Roth 401k, it would allow you to put a significant amount away that could grow tax-free. So the don't be mad at the plan. What you're what sounds like you're more mad at is the limited investment choices of your plan. And so um, in terms of investment choice flexibility, yes, an IRA obviously offers more investment choice flexibility, but there are situations where um, you know, even with the less investment choice flexibility, it might make sense to to keep the money in the plan. So that's one of those things that there's no cookie cutter solution. And, you know, you would have to sit down and, and look at your plan and look at what your options are. Okay. Number to get in touch with Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Next up is Audrey and Lynn. Does my divorce spouse benefit decrease what my ex gets from Social Security? Wouldn't that be nice if it did? No, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Lynn, it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> receiving benefits on the earnings record of your ex-spouse won't change what that person can receive. Um, they, they'll collect the benefit that they're entitled to, regardless of whether you claim a spousal benefit. So you can't stick it to them that way. Um, but you will get half of whatever their, um, their full retirement benefit is. So a lot of times that might be higher than what your retirement benefit is. And so if you meet the requirements to collect as a divorced spouse, and it's definitely something to look into, but it won't impact your uh, divorced spouse's social security. Okay. Okay. And our last question comes from Mike in Ocala Ridge. He says, do you have any suggestions for ways to talk to children about money and investing? My grandson just turned 13 and I'm trying to figure out a way to teach him about money in ways that he could understand and apply. I thought about buying him some stocks that he might enjoy following, but I don't know if that's a good idea or not. So as the parent of a soon to be 17 year old, I can tell you one of the things that my daughter, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, my daughter did some acting Mm -hmm. um, in musical theater. So she was in a couple of, um, you know, professional theater productions uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, she earned money from that. So we put the money into a Roth IRA and we bought stocks of companies that she uses every day. So we bought her shares of Disney. We bought her shares of Apple. Um, you know, you know, at the time she was wearing a lot of Canada goose jackets because it was freezing in New York. <laughs> and so... Um, we bought her stock in Canada Goose and then she got, she got to following it. And it, it does teach them a little bit of money about, about money to, mm-hmm. uh, and how stocks operate. Um, you can also set them up. A lot of the banks will have like starter kits to, to show the kids about saving in the bank and compounding interest. Um, but really, you know, the bank is not giving them any money. And if it's money that you're really wanting them to set aside to grow and you want to, you want to teach them how to really earn money on their money, um, picking stocks that they use every day and they can see what ownership in a company that gets used all the time, like Apple um, does, I think it's not a bad idea at all. So that would be a good way to teach your grandson. Okay. All right. That is so great. And, you know, um, I just want to mention you, what, what is a typical day? Like if you're going to, someone calls into the show today, you, you bring them into the office. What do you, What's like a typical first meeting for someone? So usually what we'll do is when someone calls in, we're going to, we're going to try and make a phone call back to you um, after we, we finish production today. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you know, don't be shocked if you get a call from us on a, on a, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we do is we set up a, an initial phone consultation for about 25, 30 minutes where we find out what it is that you're looking to accomplish with your retirement. And then we would, once we know that, then we would either ask you to send us the documents or we would have you bring, bring the documents to us. Um, and then we would do a second meeting that would be face-to-face where we're going to go through your retirement distribution plan. And there's no obligation for that. So if you're one of the, we still have three spots left for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're one of the 15 callers that calls in, we're going to do that for you for absolutely free. There's no obligation at the end of that second meeting, we're going to make recommendations. If you decide you want to um, move forward with us, then great. We would love to have you as a client. If you decide you don't want to, there's no, again, there's no obligation. So that no, there's no high pressure sales pitch or anything like that. Um, it's giving you, a, giving you 
a picture of where you stand today, showing you where you, what you're paying in fees, um, giving you a pathway going forward. But the most important thing that we do and why you would want to become a client is the ongoing review. Cause we're going to meet with you on a quarterly basis. We're going to rerun your plan as often as you want. We're going to show you how adjustment, how volatility in the market or changes in your life impact your overall situation. We're going to set up your, your buckets, your time segmented buckets of how much you should have safe, how much you should invest for income, how much you should invest for growth. And so that's all, that's all stuff that we're going to do in the monitoring and the ongoing process. And so, um, you know, would love to hear from anyone who wants to call in. And we have, um, we have, like I said, three more spots today. Okay. And that number to call, Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. You know, and folks, what you need is to sit down and get that financial roadmap put together. Steve's going to translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. Again, the phones are ringing. Just a couple spots left. That number is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. The callers who call in are going to get a comprehensive financial review that's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, the review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. It's taking the stress out of planning for your future. Call Steve right now, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And Steve is an advisor you can trust. He's a fiduci fiduciary. Um, he's got over two decades of experience. He's not here trying to sell you a cookie cutter plan. He's not here trying to push a product. He's here to help you with your concerns and your plans for the future. Again, that number one more time, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Can't believe the show is over. I had so much fun and I look forward to next weekend. Yeah, I will see you next weekend and same, same old time, eight o'clock right here on WOCA. All right. See you right back here next weekend for the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 